Okay, you might hear the fan, but it is still part of the heat wave. It's hot, so I'm staying cool in here. We're going to start the uh, podcast on a first annual review. And the film we're going to be reviewing is Suicide Squad. Let's start it. To the bat- to the bat- to the Batmobile. Let's go. Atomic batteries to power. Turbines to speed. Roger. Ready to move out. No one can save the day like Batman. Robin will make you sway as Batman. So. A lot of things happen at Comic-Con. <laughs> A lot that surprised me with Marvel announcing. Announcing they're doing a Black Widow movie, which was kind of an open secret. Everyone kind of knew that one was going to happen. Uh, let's see. Falcon and Winter Soldier, which is going to be on the Disney Plus fall of 2020. Wow. Uh, that one I don't... I don't know if I look forward to that one, because... Falcon's kind of an annoying character, in my opinion. But, you know, it might be good. I don't know. And, uh, you got Shang-Chi happening. You got, which sounds pretty cool. You got Internals, WandaVision for spring of 2021. Doctor Strange 2. Yeah, that's going to be cool. Uh, the first one I enjoyed. Um, yeah, it was a pretty good film. Yeah. You got Loki. Which, they could keep it. I don't want it. <laughs> uh, you got What If. I cannot wait for that one. That's going to be a fun one. The Marvel What If story. It's kind of like what DC's doing a bit with uh, Joker, you know. Uh, let's see, you got Hawkeye, fall of 2021. Wow, you got three shows coming out in 2021. That's going to be awesome. Uh, Thor, Love and Thunder. That, that title kind of made me laugh, because I was talking to my uncle, who's a comic book fan. And comic book movie goer. He likes the title. He likes Thor. He's all, that's going to be a cool one. But I made a joke by saying, like, Thor title, Love and Thunder, sounds like an 80s glam rock band. Love and Thunder. I can't help it. It's a fucking terrible title, so. <laughs> the next two films they announced, and one they confirmed, is like, the... You won me over. You got me as a fan. Is Blade, which they announced, and they confirmed the Fantastic Four film, which that won me over. That one, you you take my money, because I'm a huge mark for Fantastic Four films. Not really. I love the comics. I love the Fantastic Four comics. I, I love the uh, Ultimate 
Fantastic Four they did. Which I thought was brilliant. I mean, I haven't read the uh, current comics because you got Dan Slott writing them, so... Uh, which is funny, he blocked me on Twitter, which which is weird, because I never wrote anything to that dude. <laughs> I never wrote a comment, I never wrote anything about the dude, but he blocked me on Twitter. Uh, and the funny thing about it was, it was when he was writing Mar- uh, not he was writing Spider-Man for Marvel. And I never read a Spider-Man comic that he wrote. Because, I don't know, I just wasn't into Spider-Man, you know. I kind of grew out of Spider-Man, you know. Like, anytime I see the current Spider-Man films, I know my age. I'm old. (laughs) Peter Parker's useless. But anyway, we're talking about the uh, Suicide Squad films. Because they're... It's kind of connected to... The Birds of Prey film they're doing. Uh, might as well be called Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey. Because Harley Quinn is like the centerpiece. The thing that annoys me is like the stupid subtitle to it. Birds of Prey and the faint, fabulous one Harley Quinn. I don't, I don't know the title of it because... I'm not a Harley Quinn mark. Yeah. Which, I mean, I like Harley Quinn, but it's like, I am not, like, going all out. Like, Harley Quinn's the greatest character on the earth. And it's like, she's a great supporting character, but, I mean, I'm happy that she became a popular pop culture character. Yeah. But it's just like she, like, the way she looks in the films now, she looks like a, she looks like Courtney Love on a crack binge. Like, she looks awful. It's like, who came up with the idea of, like, dressing her up like she's in the 70s, like, wearing a jumpsuit and all that crap, like... She looks like someone you would see in a meth lab bust. (laughs) Yeah, like... You... You watch her and it's like... I wouldn't say watch her, but you see like a photos of her and you're like... That isn't Harley Quinn. That is someone playing Harley Quinn. Who... Looks like she walked out of a Rob Zombie concert or a Rob Zombie movie set. Like, you just, it's an eyesore. It's terrible. You know, it's like, like, you look at the film so far, and you read some of the plots of it, Birds of Prey, it looks like they Brie Larsoned all over it. Like, they just... was like, everything that we saw in Captain Marvel, we have to take it and put it in this film. Because, you know, girl power, woman power, whammy power, whatever they want to do with it. <sighs> anyway. 
we're going to be talking about <sighs> Suicide Squad. And let me tell you, I did not enjoy this film. I I did not at all enjoy this film. And let me tell you, you're going to see, you're definitely going to hear it in this review of what I think of this Suicide Squad film. Let me first off by saying that people who like this film, who loves this film, who thinks this film is brilliant, wonderful, enjoyable, they like it, they love it, they can't get enough of it, they dress like characters I don't like I, I, I don't want to be mean to you <laughs> I'm just gonna say turn off the show walk away come back around episode six because I am still gonna ramble about this film probably uh, probably two episodes I'm gonna ramble on about how I don't like this film. <laughs> I mean, it is just like, it is cringe reduce, it's just cringe, it's, it's, it's all cringe, especially Jared Leto, I would tell you this, like, they deserved better than Jared Leto. I mean, you hear a lot about what he did on set to people on film on the film and all that. Like, like one dude saying that Jared Leto came up and kissed him on the lips and it was uncomfortable to him. Which I don't blame him. It would be uncomfortable. Because, I mean, here's the thing about it. Like, the Joker... I'm going to start off with the Joker. Just get the Moby Dick out of the way. <laughs> I, I was going to say shark, but... The way Joker looks in the film, it's more like a whale. It's like if Batman can beat the shit out of him and knock all his teeth out. He's no shark in a pond. Or a shark in the ocean. He's just a stupid whale that just got knocked the fuck out. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. It's like a rambling thing in my head. Like, I I love this one trivia fun fact. When perfecting the Joker laugh, first off, his laugh was not, as one person put it, terrifying, scary. It was just like, what are you doing? Like, I love when they say, like, when Jared Leto publicly tried different laughs in New York and Toronto to see which one makes people, made people uncomfortable the most. It didn't make people uncomfortable, it was just like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, his laugh was like, ha, ha. It was like, it sounded like a teenager, an emo teen laughing sarcastically but failed awful 
<laughs> it was just awful. And, you know, it was just... Like, his character, like, everything that Leto did to play the Joker was just awful. Like, here's what a lot of people said about Leto as Joker. When he wasn't filming, he would send fellow cast members Joker-like Joker -like presents. Like, a live rat to Margot Robbie, bullets to Will Smith. A soiled Playboy magazine to, I guess the guy who played. Okay. I guess the guy who played. Uh, sorry, that was my phone. To. <laughs> to the guy who played. Um, Killer Croc. <laughs> uh, my phone went off for some odd reason. Um, let's see. A dead hog. Holy shit. What? Oh my lord. Uh, he sent... Let's just say... Beads to... People. Condoms. Used condoms. What the fuck is wrong with this dude? Scott Eastwood commented that Leto frightened him at times with his behavior, and Smith mentioned that he actually never met the real Leto. I I will tell you this, like, that sounded like the real Jared Leto that sent all that stuff. Anal beads, who would send that to people? What is wrong with this dude? Anyway... I mean, that's, like, some of the things I heard that he did to people, it was just like, I don't like this dude. That is some of the reasons why I don't like this dude. I mean, that is the reason why I don't like Jared Leto. Like, here, reading some of the stuff that he did to people on set, and the way he acted, that's why I don't like him. I I know a lot of people was like, well, you know, it's acting, it's part of his method, getting crazy, when you send someone a dead hog, a sex toy thing, or use condoms, you're officially on my shit list of I don't like you. I never will like you. You are an asshole. And that's what I think of Leto when he did all that, you know, reading all that. Reading that he did all that stuff to people. Like, I don't... I don't get him. Like, here's the thing about it. Like, Heath Ledger... Played... One of the most iconic... Portrayals of the Joker. I mean, Cesar Romero is my favorite Joker of all time. Fight me. <laughs> but... Heath Ledger never did things that crossed... A line... That will leave the impression to people that this guy's gross. What is wrong with him? You know, with Leto doing this, it took people back of like, is this guy trying to be the Joker or is he playing the Joker? You know. Like... <clears throat> 
I know this is like getting onto like a Jared Leto rant of I don't like this dude, so which is basically true. Anyway, time for the movie. I I saw this movie in theaters and when I saw the trailer, I think it was the teaser where they played uh, Queen. I think when they played Queen, I didn't... It kind of took me out of it because it was just like... When I want to see a trailer of a movie, I don't want to hear music. As weird as that sounds. But I don't want to hear like rock music where it drowns out the action and the acting. And I'll be honest with you, that that, tr- that teaser trailer kind of took me out of the movie of like... It just made me want to listen to Queen music. (laughs) But the movie itself looked weird. It looked like um, a music video. I mean, once you watch it, it's like, it looks like a music video. And when you found out the editing people did music videos and stuff, it's like... Huh. That's that's where the film's at. <laughs> and I know there's like diehard DC fans who are like this film is it's like Guardians of the Galaxy. It's our Guardians of the Galaxy. But the thing of the difference is that Guardians of the Galaxy was m- made to be a movie, an actual watchable, viewable movie. This movie is kind of an eyesore. And the thing is, I am a DC Comics fan. I have tons of DC comic books. I buy issues. Not the current ones, but... some issues. But the thing is, is like I didn't enjoy the movie. I, I just felt like it wasn't a movie made for me, it's, it's felt more like a movie made for kids who shop at Hot Topic, or kids who listen to My Chemical Romance, or other emo music. You know, I felt like Dawn of Justice was a movie made for me to watch, because I want to watch an actual comic book movie. I don't want to watch... A comic book movie that's not made for me. You know, it's like Captain Marvel. Like, I have not seen Captain Marvel. I have no interest in reading or seeing Captain Marvel because it's not made for me. It's made for someone else. Man, I'm getting all this review about stuff. (laughs) I'm supposed to be doing a review. Somehow I'm talking about stuff that I don't feel like is made for me. But they've done so many things that's wrong with this film and Suicide Squad. Like, I mean, the whole romance with Joker and Harley isn't real that you see in an animated cartoon or reading a comic book or seeing a video game. This Romance is not done accurately. Harley and Joker have 
a physical, emotional, mental abuse relationship. They don't have this meme relationship of like, I'm so crazy, I'm looking for my own Harley Quinn or, yeah, she's crazy, I'm her Joker to her Harley. It isn't any of that. The relationship between them is a very volatile, toxic relationship between two broken individuals. One wanting to fix it, the other wants to go further down the rabbit hole of insanity. They they made this relationship in this film so cringy that when I sat in the theater I was just so aggravated (laughs) cause this isn't Joker and Harley of the animated series or Arkham or the comics of the you know mid 90's early 2000's this is a hot topic Joker Harley relationship like why is Harley dancing in a nightclub why is she sort of a almost stripper why is she wearing booty shorts why is she dressed slutty what is this like what why can you just dress her like in the arkham city you know have her look that crazy why does she look you know like a tramp you know and joker's look oh god here's the thing about it i i, I know jared leto's probably not going to listen to this if you want to be fucking crazy shaving your eyebrows isn't going to make you go like man this guy's crazy he shaved his fucking eyebrows that ain't gonna make you crazy dude and having tattoo damage on your forehead isn't gonna do it either or having all these tattoos look at my six pack abs I got all these tattoos isn't it fucking crazy that ain't gonna make you crazy that ain't going to make you go like, this dude is insane. You know what's insane? The dude who had so much surgery to look like Red Skull from Captain America. That dude was fucking crazy. That dude shaved his nose and tattooed his eyeballs. That dude is fucking crazy. That dude. You look like you're trying out to be in Marilyn Manson's band. <laughs> anyway, the the part in the story that I liked, I wish they would have cut it down or saved it for like another movie was the flashback scenes with Joker and Harley, like Dr. Harley and Quinzel treating Joker. Like I I enjoyed that scene. I'll, I'll give David Yeager or Ayer, whatever his name is, 
props on that one because I like that. That was a good flashback scenes and all that. Yeah, I like that. That was a good. That was a good scene. Um, I wish they would have done it different. Like I wish they didn't do the whole. You know. Will you do this for me? Will you die for me? Will you jump in chemicals for me? Like, that was kind of like... What is... Whatever, dude. Yeah. I wouldn't jump in chemicals for you. I would just push you off a... Screaming helicopter to... Spikes in the ground and watch you fall and scream to your death. That's what I would have done to you. Anyway. (laughs) Anyway. Uh, I enjoyed... Like, one thing that I wish they would have done with, like... I know they had Batman, you know. In the, uh, scenes. I wish they would have... Um... Crap. Sorry. (laughs) Anyway. Uh, the scene where Harley jumps, like, that scene was kind of stupid. I wish they would have showed her going completely insane like here's how I picture it where Joker's having her do all these stupid cult like will you die for me I wish they would have went like would you kill for me and in a chair covered in a black you know whatever sheet whatever is Robin like, I wish they would have had that scene and where Joker hands her a gun where he's like, shoot him. And Harley has to, like, choose either staying sane or going insane by killing Robin. Like, I wish they would have had that moment. You know? I mean, I'll be honest with you. Jared Leto's Joker doesn't look like he would kill a, a, a roach, in my opinion. He'd probably scream and have someone kill it for him. Anyway, um, I wish they would have done that scene. I wish they would have had, like, showing Harley going crazy. Where she shoots Robin, goes completely insane, then, you know, tries to kill herself by jumping into the chemicals. That's how they should have done it. That's how they should have done that scene. But no, they had to do this stupid music... Where she jumps in and he jumps in to save her and they kiss and laugh together. Bullshit. It was just like they they ruined a perfectly good opportunity to show what happened to Robin. Nope. They didn't do that. They had to do the MTV romance. And another Batman scene that they messed up was the Deadshot Batman scene. I wish they would have done a fight scene where Deadshot's getting ready to assassinate someone and as he's about to like target and pull the trigger, the guy turns around and is like Gordon and all of a sudden Deadshot realizes like, oh crap, this is a, this is a setup. And Standing behind him is Batman. And all of a sudden there's like a big blowout. Like a shooting where Deadshot shoots at Batman. 
Batman goes at him. You know, throwing batarangs. You know, fight scene. Like an epic, you know, fight scene where Batman has a hard time taking down Deadshot. Where Deadshot almost shoots Batman, but decides, like, he misses and Batman pummels him to the ground. Like, I wish they would have done that. But I wish they would have done, like, the original scene where... Not the original scene, but the original comic where it's revealed Deadshot's daughter's dead and he has a death wish where he wants to die but doesn't, you know, can't go through with it. And so he joins a suicide squad, you know, because he has a suicide wish. <laughs> like, like, I wish they would have just done that. Like, give Will Smith's character... Edge, but I know it's Will Smith, and you know, Will Smith's all about <laughs> you know making people laugh, and you know it's like it, it kind of annoys me. Like you take a character who could have been, you know, it's like this dude's awesome, and said it's like hey, it's Will Smith playing Will Smith as Deadshot. <laughs> anyway, um, in this movie. You have Waller who sets up this Task Force X and instead of going with that name Task Force X you get Will Smith going so what are we some kind of suicide squad like hearing that moment (laughs) I will tell you this hearing that put in that way in theaters I just wanted to rip the screen down. (laughs) I wanted to rip the screen down. Go to the film projector. See the person who started the film. Punch that person. And leave the theater. (laughs) Because hearing that scene. Hearing him say that line. In that scene just. It wasn't even his fault. It was the Joker and Harley scenes that just made me want to leave the theater. But I realized, I paid $10 for this ticket. I'm cheap. I'm not wasting 10 bucks Because 10 bucks to me, is still a lot of money. <laughs> I'm a cheap person. Like, if I, if I lose $10 on something, I'm going to be aggravated and angry. <laughs> like I lost $10 to a movie that made $700 million um, so Waller sets up this task force to stop uh, Enchantress played by um, uh, well, whatever the hell her name is I don't care who it was June Moon who gets possessed by this demonic force known as Enchantress who Instead of becoming something terrifying, she becomes a belly dancer. Um, she wants to take over Midway City. And with this whole thing, she unleashes all this crazy, you know, crazy stuff on the city. <sighs> anyway, it, Midway City was originally like the home of Hawkman and Hawkgirl in the Silver Age. Uh, 
Um, but they move it and said, the superhero team Doom Patrol spends much time working in Midway City until Doom Patrol moves to Kansas City, Missouri. Rock the, rock the fuck on on that one. Um, so Midway City sort of becomes its own thing. That's awesome. You know, why didn't it get Doom Patrol to appear in that film? Which I'm excited for season two, by the way. I got to finish the rest of the season. I sort of took the opinions I talked about and just sort of threw it out the window and just sat through the rest of the show. It was pretty good. I will give them that. It was a good show. I am happy that they're doing season two. Yeah. Yeah. I was happy about the first season because he had Brendan Fraser, who's like one of my favorites, play Robot Man. Which Robot Man, I love that character. <laughs> um, so they go through this whole, you know, thing, and you get midway through the movie, you get sorry, I'm scratching the back of my neck. You get Joker and his henchmen show up with a helicopter that has been hijacked. Opening fire on the squad, which makes no sense, because he wants to save Harley Quinn, but yet he shoots at her. Oh, it's a joker. Yeah. Uh, Harley's bomb is disarmed by Dr. Van Kreis, or Chris, or whatever his name is. Uh, joker grabs her and talks about, you know, we're going to lay on a carpet with grape soda. Fucking douche. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, Waller, who is my hero in this film, opens fire and a rocket hits the helicopter, getting it to crash. And Harley jumps out of the plane and boom, the helicopter crashes, which for me, I was like cheering in the theater. It was just like, Yes. I was doing a Daniel Bryan yes. Because <laughs> it's like you finally killed him. <laughs> and. Um, you know, anyway, Waller leaves the city, which is smart of her. Waller is the villain of this film. I'm going to throw that out there. Amanda Waller, who is played by uh, uh, Viola Davis, I think is who's playing her. Uh, let me check. Who's playing... Yeah, Viola Davis. Wow, that's right. Uh, I was I was hoping they would go with uh, CCH Pounder, who played Waller in the animated series, because she has that voice. She has, like, that commanding voice of, like, you know, you do what I say or I'm going to kill you. And you're like, don't kill me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, Viola Davis did a wonderful job. I, I think she was, like, the, the saving grace of the film, because... She is such an interesting character. And not only her, but the guy who played Captain Boomerang and Katana. Like, they were they were the saving graces of the film, which I wish they would have brought Katana back for Birds of Prey, because Katana was part of Birds of Prey, but um, instead they didn't go with her. You know, for me, it's fuck you, I don't, I'm not going to watch this film, because Katana is badass and awesome. 
Um, anyway, Waller is Waller's the villain, as I was saying. She's the villain in this film. I mean, she's does she does more sinister shit to people than Enchantress. And Enchantress sucked. You got an actress who's not convincing. She's a model. She does belly dancing. You want to see her get shot in the head in this film. Anyway. Uh, they go after Chantra's heart. You know, they had to stab and rip out the heart and kill her. Which is a total Pennywise dancing clown it move. Spoiler alert. It dies at the chapter 2. Pennywise dies, sort of. He comes back, but he's not dead. Is he? I don't know. Who cares? Uh, <laughs> but he does die in the movie. In the original film. If you never... If you're like, you spoil two for me. Well, if you've never seen the original film with Tim Curry, who is better than the guy who's playing Pennywise, and you know what? You clearly haven't seen a lot of films. Uh, they had to cut out Enchantress's heart. Uh, El Diablo sacrifices himself to help his family. Which is weird. It's like, dude, you've been on like a mission for them for one mission. How are they your family? <laughs> You're not Groot, buddy. You're not like Groot. Um, anyway, they have to, they rip, Flag takes her heart out, crushes it. Finally freeing June from the curse. Waller, who's still alive, emerges. Oh yeah, I forgot. She almost got killed. Uh, she emerges, still alive. The squad members return to Belle Reve. Ten years off their sentence. All but Captain Boomerang, who's allowed special privileges. Joker, who's alive, which ruined it for me. I was hoping it would kill him off. Comes back, rescues Harley. Harley returns to her pudding. I hate this movie. A mid-credit uh, mid scene, Waller meets Bruce Wayne for the first and only time. Because the assholes decided to get rid of Ben Affleck. He gets files, government files, on expanding the metahuman community on a document on both Barry Allen and Arthur Curry. By the way, the Flash makes an uh, appearance in this film. Which, that that scene was like my favorite. Seeing the Flash and Boomerang go at it. That was my favorite, favorite scene. Um... Anyway, he advises, Waller advises him to stop working late nights. <laughs> Get it? Because he's Batman. He works late. Bruce answers her to shut down Task Force X or else he and his friends will do it. Which never happens because, like I said, the assholes got rid of Ben Affleck. You ruined it. You ruined it. I wanted to see a Ben Affleck Batman movie. But you took it away. I wanted to do what Superman did to Batman in the Nightmare. Just rip out Warner Brothers' heart. He took away my movie. 
the one movie I was really looking forward to seeing, because I'm an older Batman. Which, by the way, we're going to do an episode. I don't know why we said we, me. I'm going to be doing an episode talking on the annual What If. What if Ben Affleck Batman movie happened? What, what did I want to see in that film? I wanted to see a lot. Catwoman, Penguin, Riddler, Hugo Strange, Mr. Freeze, you know, Nightwing, Batgirl, you know, see the Bat family. Anyway, um, the fun fact about this movie that was, you know, was going to happen, you know, with the whole DC universe, hold on. Anyway, that was my dog. <laughs> I had to see what she was barking at. Anyway, uh, one thing they wanted to do was David Ayer will be directing a suicide, you know, not Suicide Squad, but a Gotham City Sirens. I was going to say Suicide Squad too, but James Gunn's doing that one. I cannot wait for that one. That is actually going to be the real Suicide Squad film for me. Uh, Ayer was going to do Gotham City Sirens, but I don't know if they're going to do that film. But they shuffled the schedule, instead went in favor of Birds of Prey, which is kind of smart, because it's like, it wouldn't make sense, it's like if you have Catwoman in a Batman film, and Catwoman in a Gotham City Sirens film, because, I mean, if, I don't know if they're going to merge the new universe with it, I don't know, <sighs> it's so confusing. An untitled Harley Quinn and Joker film is ha- is, was announced. Son of a bitch. Anyway, that is the podcast of Suicide Squad. It was a short review, but a very rambling and coherent. Opinions and comments by me. And, by the way, if Jared Leto is listening, go to hell, Jared. Bye.